Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement, and, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Collider Shuttle Councils brought to you by DC Universe, the first all DC platform for us DC fans. Join at DCUniverse.com and get sucked into new original series like the highly touted Titans or catch up on favorites like Krypton Season 1. You can also get your comic book fix with thousands of new comic titles just added to an already impressive comic library. This includes more recent titles and complete storylines like Superman Secret Origin, Batman 2011, and Harley Quinn 2013. Also available on the platform are tons of the classic DC movies we love like Batman and the original Superman movie. If animated films are more your speed, sign up now because Reign of the Superman and Justice League versus the Fatal Five are now available. DC DC Universe is available on your favorite devices. So if you were thinking about it before, now's definitely the time. Join and get a year's worth of DC content at DCUniverse.com. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. It's that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, today on Space War Program, new tech for our general. Ron Howard learns about algorithms. And what about those knights around? What are they up to in Episode 9? Uh, Collider Jedi Council starts right now. 
Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. It is Thursday, and we are here talking about Star Wars. And before we do, if you watch Collider Live uh, this morning, I addressed this up top, and I'll address it here, obviously, on this show, considering this is the, the main topic of uh, kind of all what went down. I've been getting... Uh, I've been, Getting my butt kicked on social media over the last week, and I would say rightfully so. Uh, there was a clip that surfaced with me kind of talking about Galaxy's Edge and how I, I thought that Jedi Council should have been invited. Um, and it was more of a fit and saying, did it sound privileged and, and a bit whiny? Yes, it did. And I acknowledge that. And like I said, there are, I think there, are, and I said this online this morning, I think there are different pockets of uh of people that i've seen over the uh, on the internet as far as how they've taken the situation and the the first part is i'm legitimately uh not pleased with the way that i presented myself on that show last thursday and i hope that some of those people and you people watching today would say okay don't do it again stupid and and move on um and then i realized there's also other par- parts that there's people on side that first time ever seeing me or anything that i do um was that clip and that's a poor representation of who I am as a broadcaster, as a person in general, and especially the fact that I mentioned it again on this morning. I'm a big fan of screenwriter Gary Whitta uh, from Rogue One, obviously Star Wars, and other writers from Rebels, who this is the first time they tweeted out this clip, and it was, I was, it was mortifying. And, but it's, it's part of being, uh, you gotta, if you're going to do a live show, you've got to take responsibilities for what you're going to say. And the bottom line is I had a bad day, and I'm trying to own it up to it. So and then I know the other pocket and there's other people that are probably coming over here for the first time after seeing particular videos that were made and coming over here to make comments. And I understand that. It's also part of it. So I just wanted to say that um, I'm embracing it. I understand it. And I just want to go ahead and put on a, a good show. But I understand that both Disney and uh, Galaxy's Edge, they owe nothing to anyone. They could decide to send whoever the hell they want to send. It's their product. But went for the uh, the over the overarching bit went went a little too far and um, and owning it. But Ken, am I a moron? That's that's next at eleven. Christian, I've known you for fifteen years now through many different various forms of the yes. entertainment uh, industry. I will I will love you uh, no matter what to the end of time. You've brought me into this business, so you're to blame. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. You did something uh, you're not proud of. Stupid. Eh, just don't do it again, please. I won't. Trust me. But, I won't. Uh, let's uh, let's you move know, on. Let's introduce let's our guest it. here in a nice transition to <laughs> she, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the show today, that was Kylo Ken, but joining us is Kim Urso. Kim Horcher is here. Hello, Kim. How hey, are everybody. You? Nice For to see you. For those of you who are new, I'm here every week. You. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Not making stupid comments on the internet. All right, guys. So let's uh, let's let's move on. We'll start into the first topic, which is Star Wars movie news. It's everything that's going on in the world of Star Wars. And Ken, what do you got? Uh, this is uh, the, the the headline is similar to stuff we've been discussing for a while, but it's about Ron Howard and Solo, a solo Star Wars story. Box office uh, uh, numbers were clearly uh, down and disappointing for Disney. It, it spawned some change in maybe their plan or at least some of their thinking. But Ron Howard was was speaking, and I, I you know we, we've talked a lot about the reasons why Solo didn't work in this, and so I, I don't think we want to completely 
remix that. But I did want to read his quote. Uh, I wish it could have been, uh, wish it could have lived up to the box office expectations. That's disappointing. Why did it? Maybe that's the release date. Maybe it was too nostalgic. Maybe pushback from the previous movie. Some trolling. Definitely was especially noticeable in several algorithms such as Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes. There's an inordinate pushdown on the want to see score on Rotten Tomatoes and on the fan vote. And there was a series of O's and ones on there. Zeros and ones. Zeros and ones. Zero, 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 one. He didn't say that. I'm adding that in. Flight of the Concords. Uh, I didn't take it personally is what Ron says. Uh, I just want to kind of focus on, I just kind of feel sorry for Ron. Not even, who, would you care about the movie or thought about the movie? Yeah. I just, he just, you know, he's nice old Opie, came in, did his thing, and he's just kind of like, man, apparently, apparently if the internet doesn't like something, they'll let you hear about it. <laughs> I just feel sorry for Ron Howard. Yeah. Um, listen, it is, uh, it, it, the thing is with Solo, I, I always thought it was the big thing, and he mentioned as much as May. May was May was tough coming off of three weeks of Infinity War. I it, don't know. I, I think the trolls are to blame for really? many things, yeah. but maybe not this thing. Right. I think poor word of mouth probably hurt this a lot. Well, but they put all their marketing in Infinity War. Then Bob Iger said as much. That's why they're moving it to Dece- like they're going to keep in December. Yeah, they, they should own December. That's right. So I mean, so that's that's why I think that 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 day in May was a bad move altogether and there was other things working against it too but i'm with you i don't necessarily think for this particular movie that these if people want to see it they're going to see it yeah i mean a lot of what drives movies i think is people telling their friends oh you got to see this movie it's so good if it's not you know infinity war or endgame where you're just you're gonna see it probably uh everyone i know is gonna see it at least but with this one i think people you know walk to the theater like that was a movie, you know. Maybe it would have been better with Phil and Lord, uh, Lord and Miller. Yeah. Lord and Miller, Phil, Phil Lord. Okay, mm-hmm. Phil Lord and his friend Chris Miller, and it maybe was a little bit too precious about the nostalgia, you know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think. What so. is your thought? I love that movie, but I think all these factors. Anyway, we keep talking about it. We we keep talking about it. I think they learned. I think Uncle Bob learned. Um, Word of mouth. You talk about word of mouth. That's interesting. I definitely think, but I keep going back. It's not even like bad word of mouth. I, I keep. I still talk to Star Wars. Star Wars fans uh-huh. aren't even on Twitter. Don't even, one of my friends doesn't even have a Twitter profile. And he's like, Does he exist? He doesn't exist. I, don't, I see him about every two years. And he's like, Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I was like, Why? And he's like, I, I, I just got, I got busy. I, you know, I'll see it. But no one's saying you got to see this movie, my man. Yeah. Uh, other that's than true, me, right? But. Other than you, but, that, but that's true. I think there's a mixture of both of those things, right? It, it yeah. didn't. It didn't have that because I don't think it's a bad movie. It just didn't have that flair that other Star Wars movies have. And I think that there's. I think it was a mixture of a lot of different things that played into this movie not working. And and you know, it still made like what four hundred, five hundred million dollars worldwide, something like that. It's still all right. Yeah. As far as the flair, let me ask. You, let me ask you. What 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 are some things you love in this movie or like in this movie? Um, Lando, I think is I, th- I thought that um, Donald Glover's portrayal of Lando was the most accurate to what I remembered about the character, and I felt that was young Lando. Um, and I liked, um, I, and I obviously liked the stuff with at the. I liked the entire ending, the way that the mm-hmm, ending kind mm-hmm. of played out, and obviously with the with the reemergence of the way that they put Maul in there and and made and kind of tied that back together, but. Um, yeah, and I thought the train scene, actually, I wish there would have been more with the train scene, and I wish that that group would have stayed, because I really liked the way that they set up mm-hmm. um, Woody Harrelson and his, and his group in the beginning, but they, it was like, they're intro and then they're out. I, just, mm-hmm. I, I did like them, though. I just wish I would have seen a little more with a little them. More. Huge waste of Tandy Newton. Yes, agreed. 
totally agree. I, th- I, I was shocked when she went so fast because I thought she was going to be a big character because obviously mm-hmm. it was Tandy. She was in some of the promo pictures. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that 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 works a lot. Yeah, when you're like posters and everything, and then they're gone so fast that and I think John Kasdan has said he, he might have they might have looked at that differently now if they were doing it now. Um, yeah, right, uh, yeah. I, 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 I we hear a lot of things. Why yeah. it doesn't work? I've always wanted to hear what you liked. That's right. Well, that's true. I was that's sitting next to you when it happened. When Mall happened, we both went. <laughs> right. Well, like, I, I that's said that's the sound we had. It's yeah. true. I remember. Well, I remember. I remember the leaning, nerd on the Simpsons, of course. Yes, I remember leaning over to you and saying, "I know we get this, but I wonder if everybody's going to understand yeah. that Mall is still alive." Oh, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of people. Like, I, I, I think that you just make your decision, and if you watched Clone Wars or not, right. I think you figure that out. But yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, they sometimes just gotta gotta do it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, what's next? All right, next uh, coming up in Rise of Skywalker, that's Star Wars Episode Nine. For those keeping score at home, uh, we know that we're gonna get Leia, Carrie Fisher, uh, the technology to put this all together. There's the Rogue One shot, and that's actually one of the things that came up in this article. I'm reading from Star Wars Newnet, Newsnet, not Newnet, Star Wars Newsnet. John uh, Huey Hoey. Hi, John. How are you? Um, has an article here say there's a source uh, of his, a contact of his talking about uh, some of the technology. No spoilers. If you're worried about spoilers, uh, no context either. Something that I'm more worried about even than bigger spoilers. But just that they're combining clips. This is the process. Uh, the, 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 uh, they allege, this, this article, that they're combining clips. There will also be no like horrible digi-double that was used for Leia and Rogue One. Nothing against the actress that portrayed her. Just, as much as I do actually think Tarkin works, especially on TV more than the, the theater, uh, the Leia one still looks a little, a little rough. Maybe we'll fix it over time. Uh, this will be a comp, as we know, uh, digital work. So they'll be uh, taking her face, putting it on maybe even a, a, a double or something like that, aging, because uh, if it's Force Awakens, they want to make sure she looks uh, like Last Jedi, gray and hair, everything kind of connecting that, and then the background will be how they know. So they are do doing that, though. That, this sure. is what it is. And again, this is this is... This isn't Lucasfilm saying, here's how. This isn't behind the scenes of exactly what. Right. This is just conjecture. And this is a conversation going into nine. I think we're all generally excited yeah. that, hey, Leia's around, good way to use her, but you could do it weird, and we would be stuck on it. But wouldn't it be weird for her to just not be in the movie? Oh, definitely. Oh, totally, totally, totally. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would have been fine with, like, I actually would have been fine with the casting. I wouldn't have wanted or preferred it, but, like, I always kept saying Annette Benning. Like, if you need to recast, go with something like that. But I'm more happy with this way, yeah. But mm-hmm. but yeah, well, right. I'm curious though because originally they said they weren't going to do the kind of Tarkin situation with this movie, and they said the majority of it is just going to be old footage that they found from right. both Force Awakens and Last Jedi. So this kind of contradicts that a bit. Uh, yes and no. I think I think if you, it's not so much that they're putting a digital her digital face. So, you know, they're going to have to change it a little bit. Right. But I I think. To say that there's no, you know, a straight, you, that you're not going to be able to, excuse me, what am I trying to say? Clarify, Ken. That you're going to at some point have to use some sort of body double yeah. if Ray is hugging a real person right. in the shot. But this is just uh, how they're competent it all together. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Again, we don't know until we watch the neat behind-the-scenes featurettes on Blu-rays and stuff right. like that. This reads like they tried to make it work, like the mm. way you said. Yeah. But it didn't quite work. So this is plan B. Right. 
yeah. or Plan C at this point. No, you're right. right. Yeah, that's it's, it's for sure. I think that there's maybe a mixture of both. And if it worked, I just I always get nervous when people de- definitively say this is not the way we're going to do it because if you run into a situation where you have to do it, that you got to go back on it. But um, right. all right, what's uh, what's next? Uh, we've got uh, the rise of Skywalker. We more promo photos kind of reveal. I think what we saw at Star Wars Celebration: Kylo Ren getting a new uh, revamped helmet, which uh, I actually really love. I think. You need Star Wars at some point. The character's got to have that, you know, action figure uh, feel to them. Uh, that's kind of built into the DNA of Star Wars. So I actually love this, and I love the plot point of, uh, you know, how it might play out. But uh, it's now we're, I'm also excited, Christian, because now we're getting to that market, the real ramping up of the marketing phase. It's starting to slowly happen. That's right. I mean, it just puts it right, puts it in the uh, in the forefront, and. They showed you as much in the trailer that letting you know that he's going to have the mask. It's, mm-hmm. it's coming back. And it's already – it's funny after just really a, a movie and a half, not even a movie and a quarter, the mask is iconic mm-hmm. uh, already. I like it because it reminds me of this Japanese art called – I think it's pronounced Kintsurugi mm-hmm. where like if a vase breaks, you repair it with gold. So it's even oh, more yeah, beautiful yeah. than before. Right. And that's him now. It does look pretty awesome, especially with the you know the little red lights kind of shooting up on the yeah. side too. It's it's it's. But the other question is too, because it's Adam Driver, you know, and he's even yeah. a bigger star now than he was when they cast him. Um, there's always that conversation about yeah. are you going to keep one of your lead guys with a mask on his face for the whole movie? And he'll probably would say probably about fifty fifty. Ken, oh, I, I think yeah, I think he'll still spend more time with it off than than on just because because of that. And and look, he can. Still get a point. The, the point across is Kylo. For some reason, I'm thinking of Ed Norton in Kingdom of Heaven, who went through the whole movie as the king with his, you know, because he had leprosy, his mask yeah. on the whole time. You can still give a good performance, but yeah, there's some a lot of business to the, yeah. uh, you know, our star's face is not going to be covered up. But wouldn't he prefer for it to be covered up so he isn't typecast in the future? I mean. No, I don't know Adam Driver. I just watched was, Black Landsman, and I was like, "That's Kylo Ren. He's I, helping." I think, I think you get. I get the sense. This is totally. I have no knowledge of this, but uh, you kind of get the sense. And Adam Driver was here for an interview yeah. one day, and I spent two seconds passing him in the hallway. Um, get the sense that yeah, he is an actor that might not want to be doing Star Wars forever. Right? Yeah, he's just. I mean, he, he's an actor's actor. He's he from is. Juilliard. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And the Marines, he takes it, takes so, it very yeah. seriously, yes. and you yeah. see it. I mean, I think a lot of people would say that Kylo Ren is one of their favorite characters because uh, yeah, of the effort yeah. and what he puts into it. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm just curious to see what, what they're going to do with the character overall. Uh, and, you know, we'll find out, like you said, Ken, pretty soon. Pretty soon. Pretty soon the marketing's coming. Uh, hey, uh, over on that uh, Galaxy's Edge thing, that uh, theme park over there, Batu, you got to be careful. It's the first time ever that you got to be careful about spoilers in a theme park. But let's talk about a couple things here that might relate to the movies. And a question for the panel. Uh, Galaxy's Edge focuses on uh, us characters like V. Marathi, or I say V, some might say Vi Marathi, who appeared in the Phasma novel, Resistance Spy, uh, and a lot of little characters like that. But also Hondo Anaka, who is, uh, I'd say, a very popular, kind of a cult-following type of character. Uh, and first introduced in the Clone Wars, where he, had a, he was kind of a dark, he was kind of had an evil edge to him. He was a pirate. He wasn't a good guy. But over the years, the character evolved a little bit more comedy, which is great. He has good personality. By the time he re-shows up in Rebels, he's definitely there for some good comic relief, but he's still got some oomph to him. He is a smuggler. He's a pirate. Uh, and this, there's a Black Series 6-inch figure coming out, part of this pack. You can get that now. And so a question was, was uh, posed. Uh, I was reading the website darksideoftheforce.com about, hey, 
we know Batu, the Black Spire, got mentioned in Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, L3 talks about it. Uh, we know there's marketing material. There's books. There's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of it coming out. Episode 9. I don't think we're going Batu. I don't think it's going to be big. But could, could you get some kind of reference? Because the park, the events in Galaxy's Edge happen within this time period between 8 and 9. Right. Um, there could be some need to reference some of Maybe characters. so. And it's a good way to tie in the park overall, too. And if you also look at, uh, I think there's rumors, and maybe we're going to cover that a little later, mm-hmm. that what if uh, Hondo shows up in Episode 9? Well, right? this is it. This is the one. This is part of it. This because, is that conversation. Because if you, the reason why I would lean on the side of maybe... Because like heavy maybe is because of that reason that right now if you go to the park if you don't if you haven't seen the movies you're like who is that mm-hmm. but if you go to see episode nine and it's going to be as big as we think it is and then he shows up then he's then he becomes more of a character that everyone knows I mean I think it's it's still effective either way but it's just a little bit more because he's in the movies now I'm further than a hard maybe I yeah. think absolutely he is this is right now the most sophisticated animatronic Disney has yeah. You're just going to put it on a character. Nobody knows who he is. I mean, it's not like Rex where he has all this goodwill built up over decades. It's it's a character that people probably don't know about and should know about so that they can have that brand synergy. Yeah, mm. well, when he, the thing is, too, so you but think, that, though, but, yeah. you, but you think if he shows up in the movie, he's the animatronic? No, I'm oh, just okay. saying the the animatronic they have is very sophisticated, right. the so most good, sophisticated. Yeah. So why totally. would they waste this on a character that has no recognition? I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. I think that um, that's why when you put him in there, because and another reason, because the, the animatronic looks so lifelike and it, um, you could see what it would look like in the movies as live action. So maybe they go ahead and do that. I think it would be great. He's a great character and it, w- it would make a lot of sense and a good way to tie it all together. Yeah, and if you get uh, you know Jim Cummings to do the voice in the movie in right. any way, shape, or yeah, form, yeah, yeah. you get to. I just and we talked about this on Four Center, Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer and I. We talked about it a lot this week about could there have been a moment where Bob Iger comes in the room and is like, JJ, you got to put theme park characters in your movie. And JJ's like, no, that's right. not happening. And then they have a conversation about uh, brand synergy. Yeah. Yes, could that be thing? If you come in like that, yeah. it, then you're probably going to get a fight out of him. But if yeah. you come in with like, hey, we were thinking because of story purposes and, right. and the way that all fits together, then he probably you know would go. Disney's on. not stupid. They no. can they can make it happen. No. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, final thought. Uh, final one. This is related to to the movies. Uh, it, oh, my volume's on. <laughs> my volume is on. Um, Shorten out over there? Just put water yeah, on? I've you? had quite this computer. I'm about ready to yeah. throw it out of an airlock in a spaceship. Um, our friend, Jamie Stangrum, who is just uh, a great presence in the Star Wars uh, community. Very funny guy. He was a guest on the show before. He and his hair made an appearance all the way from the right. UK. Uh, he, he has some great interviews. And if you haven't had a chance to go check out Jamie's YouTube channel, do it. Because he tracks down a lot of your favorite actors from the, from the movies, from all of them, uh, and gives some great interviews. He's the one who's got uh, – he's just formed this really interesting friendship with Ahmed Best. And is the one that kind of got the first kind of – take of some of Ahmed's uh, struggles and depression and suicide attempts and all these kind of things. God bless you, John Roca. I don't know if anyone heard that, but that was a sneeze like a chihuahua uh, with it's allergies. Like his body um, almost yeah, burst yeah, into yeah. three pieces. He's um, trying. <laughs> but Jamie sat down with Tim Rose, who is a puppeteer, performer, who, of course, in the original trilogy played a lot of characters, uh, Flacious B. Crumb and Admiral Akbar. And, and there's a, I think I saw about a 12 and a half minute interview here, and it's and it's interesting. Now, you and I have argued about Akbar's death before. Let's, we've had enough videos clipped out yes. from our show. We don't need to go down that right. path. Um, but it's interesting to watch Tim Rose 
Reveal number one, he was almost fired in Return of the Jedi because he was joking around with Harrison Ford, and Harrison basically said that performer needs to go, and they had to kind of pretend uh, to. Did they say what the joke was? The joke was uh, it was during it was in Jabba's palace, yeah. and he it's Tim Rose's salacious speed crumb in the whole big you know yeah, with yeah. six puppeteers. Yeah, yeah. And the characters were the puppeteers. They're all kind of Henson dudes. Yeah. They're joking around, laughing, and stepping on his line. So Harrison kind of says, hey, you know, I'm paraphrasing the story. I'm summarizing the story. But, hey, the, could you tell them not to step on my lines? So then Richard Marquand's talking to them. And Tim Rose, the Slashers be Crumb, says, thinking the mics are off, hey, yeah, is that, is that Harrison guy going to, you know, doing a character, going to step on our lines? But it was being broadcast uh, through the thing, and Harrison Biggs said, I'm, I'm leaving, and if I return, that person must be gone. So they kind of had to, like, Tim, you're the new guy, and kind of pretend to fire him. Great story. Yeah. Funny story. Uh, but then wow. he goes, yeah, it's, uh, and he goes, he says nice things about Harrison, but, you know, you've heard stories. Greg Kinnear tells a great story of Harrison Ford basically trying to uh, murder him uh, during Sabrina. He during, sounds nice. Well, because Greg Kinnear was chewing gum during a read-through uh, or blocking or a yeah, rehearsal. Yeah. And, and he, I remember the story. Harrison turns around and is like, who is chewing gum? And they were like, <laughs> kind of like fired Kinnear. Um, I, could see, I could see him doing yeah, it. Too. You just have to give him some help, and he has a lot right. more fun. Right. Um, <laughs> But anyways, go to Last Jedi. Obviously, people have passionate opinions about uh, Akbar. Yeah, I yeah. love Akbar too. Uh, but uh, Tim Rose just did not like the ending. Uh, wanted more, expected more, which is interesting. Of course, all actors are going to expect more out of their characters. He wanted a better end. He for wanted Akbar. a better end. He talked about maybe there was a shoot. I don't know. It's hard to. There was a bigger stunt, an explosion, guys in fire suits and everything, and that that didn't make the movie. I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. That's there. But he also he was. Quite frankly, upset, which is his right to be, that when it was uh, over, uh, they handed him like a memorial kind of Millennium Falcon placard and taped him saying, that's, uh, that's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, and everyone claps and gives him his, you know, his typical, you know, your final shot of the day. That's at the end of Jedi Council, Adam actually says, and that's Kim's last shot of the day. We yeah, all, no, we don't do th- that? No, okay. No. Only on movie and TV sets. Um, yeah, I would hate that. And, and Tim Rose <laughs> was like, I expected more. I expected them to all stand and thank me for playing this character. Teach his own. Did you did you get a chance to sit down with it as much as I did? Because I picked this apart. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the same thing. I mean, he's a pretty legendary character, and as the, I mean, I I think that, that was one of the main things I, that we have talked about yeah. is the fact that like I. It, it says a lot to be honest with you that they were just like, all right, see you later after he's done. To where it, it, it <laughs> yeah. to where they weren't thinking about giving him the grand the grand buy. It was it was like the, it's just that's what happens in war. They're all sitting around, and, and I and I get your point. I yeah. think it makes sense. Boom, you're gone. I just thought that Akbar had, had such a storied past from whether it's novels or comics and and the the movies. Obviously, that I would have liked to seen something same as Tim. I think. Blown isn't, out in his face. Isn't that the point of war and de- death, though? Is that it can be it stupid is, and but, pointless and sad and, and it comes w- out of nowhere? Yeah. Would you have wanted one? Because what he described, oh, I could get it. If you see Akbar being blown up to space, yeah. I don't know if that makes you feel any better about the character, but I could see that. Would you have wanted a beat like that? Well, I'm a little bit confused on what... Is he not happy about not being thanked more, or is he not happy he, about he how the story He very much went? feels as though he... It seems like he should have got an entire send-off. send-off, which is... is it's each his own. Uh, uh, they only normally do that for your... The, the bigger performers. You're not going to do that for like Harrison or. Yeah, Billy but I, that, that's, so I think it's a side conversation. But as uh, 
uh, it's interesting. I, 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 what he, if what he described was true, I, I, I would have, you know, if it worked in the shot. Yeah. Uh, if you see him going into space or something, I, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I would have been okay with that too, because at least you yeah. show, because it's like, oh wait, he's gone. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah. he went with the other, he yeah. went with the guy that was serving uh, brisket also. With the red like, shirts. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> everybody. You went with everybody. I just, uh, yeah. Akbar's interesting. It's it, it's a. Uh, it's it is an important. I love Aqua. I love Radis. Yeah. I love I love my Mon Calamari. Um, but it's 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 interesting to see how he's grown as a right. character over the years from uh, uh, a squid guy manning a spaceship in 1983 to to yeah. respect it as he should right. because he's key to the history of the Rebel Alliance. Is that everything in the movie? News? That's everything, my friend, in movie news. All right, we switch on over now. It's movie news, and now we switch gears. To what's the deal with canon? Everything happening in the world of Star Wars that connects to the movies through other mediums, whether it's video games or comic books or TV shows, anything along those lines. Ken, what do you got? We just got some comic stuff today. Uh, Kim, you caught you caught up on the comics because I'm not. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Christian, you caught up on the comics? I am not. You guys should all check out, though, Star Wars Age of Rebellion, Luke Skywalker, number one. Uh, and uh, Vader's Dark Visions keeps going on. Uh, the Age of Rebellion stuff and the Age of Republic, uh, those have been great so far. There's a story, there's thought, though, and I, don't, I haven't clicked too much into it because of potential spoiler territory, uh, that they might reveal something about Rey ahead of Rise of Skywalker in one of the comics. No. So without getting into it, that was my question. Would you... Even though we read them or have read them from time to time, would you, do you, would you want that at no. all? It depends on what it is. Okay. It depends on what it is. If, yeah. if, it's, if, it's, nothing, if it's nothing like, well, what's the, sh- I guess they're well, showing that's the it. panel, which, by the way, uh, we have to keep clarifying. That, um, is that Shmi? That's, or? That, is, that is Shmi. Okay. Okay. It has been said several times from Lucasfilm folks that that is not intended to give you the answer that he is the one that did it. Because there's also a panel of him and Obi-Wan okay. talking to Vader going... I'm paraphrasing, but like I'm your father, so it's still left. It's never been like Palpatine is the guy that did it. It's hinted. Right. I think it's related to Plagueis. Okay, so yeah. if the reveal is her, her origin, yeah, you can't do that in the comics. No, the comics. no, 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 you can't. no, no, it's too I, big. I I agree with that 100. percent I think, yeah. but but any information about her going in a little bit that you got a little nugget going into it because you read the comic very similar, like when you read um, Catalyst, right, in Rogue One, right, right, right. Like, yeah. So when you read Catalyst in Rogue One, you get a lot of information and backstory about Jyn Erso's parents, and going into that, I remember the opening scene. It helped me tremendously uh, connect. But I couldn't agree with you more that I don't want to have any of the big reveals in a comic, or I want to have I want to see that in the film. You can imply something, maybe, yeah. or something small, but you can't have such a big detail that people have been stressing and hypothesizing over revealed in that way. Right. I don't think that before do the that. movie too. Yeah. Can yeah. You, they're not going to? I don't that. think they will. Because remember, remember the Battlefront two, Aiden uh, Versio, uh, Del Mico, sure, and everyone's like, are they raised parents? Right. And and some of the folks who, who wrote the story, Mitch Dyer, some people wrote wrote it for EA, were like. What? No, we right. wouldn't. Well, that's not what. Uh, right. But it just spoke to the passion behind some of these theories, which I understand completely. Um, so I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I, I think it would be Catalyst. Because Cat, Catalyst is one of my favorite books. Yeah. James Lucino, one of our yeah. favorite Star Wars writers. You and I share that. Uh, do, do you like Lucino's work? I don't want to incl- not include I didn't you in read that. It. Okay, uh, but that's that's a case point where I felt I knew more about Rogue One going in because of Catalyst. But right. not everyone's going to read it or get a chance to read it. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't give major yeah. major things. You can give things that help your knowledge of it, but it doesn't take away from it. You're not lost. 
Yeah. Uh, all right, that's everything in canon this week. Yeah. So again, slow news week, but we are going to move into a couple of questions. You guys have asked the Twitterverse, and we are going to take those questions. Hashtag in Collider Jedi Council. Ken, what do you got? All right, we're going to Nick Field at Nick underscore Field 90. Will the rise of Skywalker be the final Star Wars film to include an opening crawl, or will they bring it back for the new non-Sega films coming in in the 2020s? It's uh, a good question. Because crawls are important. Remember when we learned Rogue One wouldn't have a crawl? Right. Uh, that was like six weeks of debate content. So mm-hmm. what do you think? I think it will. And I think that because it, they are going to be in replace of the new saga. So it's, they're for saga films because Rogue One wasn't a saga film. Solo wasn't a saga film. So they didn't have it. Um, if you play Knights of the Republic, they do have a crawl. And it works brilliantly. Okay. And I also think that that's good for setting up a brand new... Uh, storytelling, uh, story, excuse me, story period that you don't know anything about. It's a good way to say, guess what? This is what's going on. We're in our story. So I do think it will happen. I'm going to say around 85%. I don't think it should happen. I think it might happen. But I, I think cool. it's, I, I don't know. I feel like it's attached to the, you know, the Skywalker trilogy. I think it belongs there. It, it seems a little... I don't. I don't know if disrespectful is the right word, but it just doesn't seem right. See, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it just because I've seen so many other Star Wars video games and other play, th- things. I mean, comics you, books, yeah, right. use it, and I think it actually. I I would push back a little bit. I actually think it. It. I don't think it's necessarily a Star Wars. Th- Star Wars saga. Excuse me. Skywalker. Skywalker. Thank you. I think it fits more into Star Wars than anything else, and that's why I think everybody was like, we're missing it during Rogue Mm. One and Solo. I still think that we were missing it in Rogue One because it was just like, it's like, Rogue One. And I think it could have actually used that crawl, but... Do you think it sets up a mood that without it, the work is worse worse off? Mm, The work is worse? Yeah. No, not necessarily, because I, I just think that it's a different... I mean, Lucas took that from the old serials. That's where that's where he got that from. That, mm-hmm. And but the world kind of sees it as that Star Wars thing. Correct, sure, sure, correct. Yeah. But I just mean, but the reason that what they did back then and what it worked for Star Wars is that it just gives you a little bit of exposition, and that's fine. Um, sometimes exposition is not always great, but this is just like, hey, guess what? This is happening. We're we're a space movie, and then you're in it. I mean, I think that a lot of times they did that in the video games, and I I yeah. loved it. So. I do feel they're going to do it for this one, especially because it's such a property or new yeah. time that no one knows about. I, yeah, and, and I know what you're – I understand what you're feeling, Kim, of like, hey, that's – you know, I don't – Is this right? Is it know? right? Yeah, it's a fair question. I, I was all – I was I was little – when we heard the news about no, there not being a crawl in Rogue One, I was yeah, I, I, I like the crawl. Um, I think the solo one worked for me. I think it was an improvement. The Rogue One one is my. I do love the cold opening on Lamu. I think it's one of the best scenes. I think Mendelssohn's at his best. Uh, it's a great scene. Yeah. Um, but even the the iMovie graphic that kind of right. comes across, right. it just it, it it didn't have uh, the the opening feel that I would have wanted. And uh, I think something. That's why I like the correction for Solo. I can at least do the you know, solo the is better for sure. And everything like yeah. it, it sets the tone. It's something as big as uh, what what they might be proposing, Knights of the Old Republic, or anything, uh, any new connected trilogy. I could see them maybe finding a new tradition. Well, if they do adapt it from exactly the Knights of the Republic, then I think you definitely have to do it because if you're da- adapting it, for, you mm-hmm. want it to be at least a little authentic to the game, and that's and that and that's part of the game. Right. Um, but. If it's not nice to the Republic and it's just an old Republic movie, then maybe to Kim's point is that you don't necessarily need it, even I, though I like it. I wonder if the era Knights of the Old Republic was made, like if that's not repeatable anymore, what with 
you know, different standards being set for what's a legend, what's canon? Well, that's what, that was the big report. The report was that what I always thought was going to happen was just going to, they were just going to put it back in the, mm. like the day where like the Jedi and the Sith like formed and it just happened to be in the old Republic. But the new reports that I think were like two weeks ago was that um, I forget who the woman was who's writing the screenplay. Um, oh, shut her Yeah, laid up. Laid up. Yeah. Yes. And yep, yep. so Sorry. the rumor is that, that she has already completed the first script of the Knights of the Old Republic. So basically adapting the video game itself. I love it. I love it, too. I just don't know if it's true. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm trying to not get my hopes up too high um, because it's – I mean, it came from BuzzFeed and it came from a reputable reporter, but it was um, – yeah, it hasn't been confirmed yet. So I'm, I'm very curious. I wonder now with the announcement of that, if the fact that D23 is really amping up, if at yeah, D23 yeah. we find out exactly what uh, Benioff and Weiss are working on. You think, yeah, I mean, that's possible. That's possible. That's possible. Final one here? Or yeah, sure. We'll, 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 we'll do one more. To, uh, this is one I teased in the opening, so we've got to get to it. Uh, Michael Biocci, uh, Broski Mike. Says, uh, I believe the Knights of Red are the ones that bring the Emperor back, which can be used to explain where they have been. That causes a rift between Kylo and the Knights of Red, which starts the redemption angle. Thought. So uh, that's their theory. Uh, talking specifically about the Knights of Red. They're back, baby. You got them, Christian. How are you going to use them? It just depends, once again, to where you go back to Chuck Wendings books and the Acolytes, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. All the, and, and stuff they did in the comics with the relics and just kind of setting everything up. Um, I think that Palpatine has been leaving kind of hints and clues for followers. And, and I always use the, the comparison for like Voldemort every, every mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. to where I think like you have his followers who want to bring him back, find a way to, and if those, if those happen to be the Knights of Ren, um, perhaps, but it's got to lead. The thing is that ha- if, even that aspect, because what we know is that Snoke was seducing um, Kylo Ren way before the turn happened with mm-hmm. you know with Luke. It happened uh, it, as as a kid. He was trying to seduce him, and, and Leia knew about him, and Solo knew about him. So who was he in general, and what kind of relationship did he have with Palpatine, if any at all? So I think it's more of a connection there that we'll see is the Palpatine Snoke thing if we hear about it, but not necessarily Knights of Ren. I like the theory, but I wonder why that would cause a rift between Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. Does he? Has he established anything, how he feels about Palpatine? No, but I think where we left off in Last Jedi is that he is looked upon as the supreme leader. Yeah. So maybe that could be it. As but a, someone pushing back. his hero, Darth Vader, famously threw him off the side of the thing and right. killed him. So right. does he know that? I mean, I think they know history. I think that because they do know inside it because we looked in the novel, they t- Snoke talks about Vader's turn. Snoke, yeah, it seems like that Snoke seemed to have been watching in some yeah. kind of way. He's familiar yeah. with the players. I think in you know when when Kyle, when Ben learns about it six seven years prior to Force Awakens, right? I'm I'm trying to remember the bloodline timeline. Mm. That's kind of when he finds out about it. Uh, I still I still think the galaxy didn't really know what happened on that Death Star, uh, and that's why Vader's still viewed as bad. So maybe right. Ben, unless. Couldn't Leia Unless or, Luke sat down and yeah. said, hey, let me tell you what really happened, which also could have caused Ben to... Yeah, I, I, what you're saying does make... It makes sense to me if, Grandfather, I'll finish what you started, everything, and he worships Vader, right. not Anakin. They didn't yeah. know Leia was his daughter until six years before right, right. That, Force that, and Awakens. That's, and that's what got it, right. got it out. And if after that, Ben's like, hey, Uncle Luke... Uh, Tell me, Vader's about- your dad. Right, <laughs> I'm the I'm a spawn of evil. Right, uh, and here's what happened. And maybe he sits down and says, "Here's what goes on." And maybe, 
Maybe I, I like where yeah, you're going. Like what part of Vader does he idolize? Does he idolize the the story everyone knows or the story right. he might know in particular? Yeah, that's a great no. question that I hope I, I do hope we get an answer for that. How the Knights of Ren, you know, maybe maybe they think he's gone crazy or maybe I do. I do like what Michael said. I like something with going kind of we keep talking with the Voldemort or any kind of yeah. you know, where like there's some kind of thing that brings Palpatine back. Right. And maybe that's why they're trying to get to it. And it's not necessarily Kylo or Ray that, that are involved, but they're trying to get to him. I don't know. I like that kind of thought. All right. Well, that's the show for today. Thank you for joining us. I'd like to thank uh, Kim Horcher. Kim, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Kim Scorcher or Instagram at just Kim Horcher. Ignore Facebook. I don't care. Nice. Ken Apsock, tell him where to get that book. Uh, you can go to catnapsack.com and get a link to purchase my book, Why We Love Star Wars. Just go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, or a local bookstore at Scream. I want that book that the guy wrote. Do and it. You'll find it. Yeah, and please, please check out the Schmodown. Uh, the Collision will be on June 22nd. Two big main events there. You have Smets vs. Kalinowski, and then the main event, which is The Odd Couple vs. Shirewolf. Streaming tickets are available now at theschmodownlive.com. And going to be at Comic-Con. Please come see us there also where Rachel Cushing will be defending her Inner Geekdom Championship at the Joan Croc Theater, July 20th. It's going to be a lot of fun. TheSchmodownLive.com. Thank you guys so much. Please subscribe here to Collider and make sure you download all the podcasts wherever podcasts are found. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. May the Force be with you. Always. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details.